Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let me see you put your hands up now. 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 The Rich Eisen Show. Rich, love you. Brock, Dotufo, what's up? TJ, my brother from another mother, love you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With guest host, Kirk Morrison. Earlier on the show, senior writer for The Athletic. Daniel Popper. Coming up. Cleveland Plain Dealer, Browns Beat Writer, Mary Kay Cabot. Jets Writer for The Athletic, Zach Rosenblatt. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Our number two. Here we go. <laughs> yes, July 27th here. We just, we almost in August, man. A couple more days till August. Yeah. Baseball trade day, baseball trade deadline. If anybody wants to know, just just lurking out there. Otani seems to be staying put. That's what the talk is in Los Angeles. Otani's on the yeah. mound in like five minutes. Yeah, he's uh, oh, he's playing today. He's pitching today. Yeah. Okay, so we're watching that because the Angels are all in. So that's the one thing that's kind of been going and talked about uh, today. Uh, we've had a little bit of Chargers talk. Talked a little Sean Payton. Um, I decided to, you know, I want to take this time a little bit because I mentioned earlier with training camps opening all across the National Football League, I thought I would have a little training camp time. A little talk about training camp. I mentioned a little earlier I had the best setup of all. My first five years in the National Football League, I played with the Oakland Raiders. It was great times, great times. The Napa Valley Marriott, it's beautiful. So I learned so much about being in Napa. I learned why the grapes are uh, grown, the best grapes in the world, or on the planet, I should say, the planet. For some reason, I went to, I've done a couple of those wine tours, and I found out that Napa, this small little Porsche, this small little city, Napa, for some reason, the way that it sits and the earth's tilt and the access and the way the sunlight is like has a sub-Mediterranean climate that allows the grapes to just flourish, to, to bloom <laughs> at its best. I found, anyway, I know you're like, why are you talking? What, what you, nobody <laughs> cares about grapes. But what it did was for training camp, it gave us different climates. I would wake up in the morning and have to wear a full-on sweatsuit because it's like 50 degrees. It is so cool. I mean, you got the morning dew on the ground, mm-hmm. and you're like, what is this? Like, it's going to be cold today. Guys out there practicing, you know, all that. And then you go inside, you take a little break, and then all of a sudden you have the afternoon practice. And it's 95 degrees. <laughs> and you're looking around, and it ain't no breeze. <laughs> it is just hot. And I'm like, wow. But it was a great setup. I remember playing in Jacksonville, 2010. This was the first time I experienced training camp at your own facility. Well, meaning that the Jaguars who facility was at the stadium. Now they had since have a new facility that was built, brand new facility, spanking new Jacksonville, shout out to them. But we had training camp at our own facility, at our own stadium. And so you stayed at the hotel and you had, a, it was a lot of commuting back and forth. I didn't like all the commuting. 
because when you're commuting, you got to go here, then you got to put that in your drive time. Like, okay, it's going to take me 10 minutes to get to the stadium. So, okay, if I sleep until 4 and I got to be there at 4.30, okay, I got to leave at 4.11, it's going to give me not Like, it was just too much calculation and time. <laughs> but it was a good training camp. A lot of fans. It was fun. Then I get to Buffalo my last two years in the league. St. John Fisher College. Rochester, New York. Great place. Great place. Dinosaur barbecue. Yeah. So I had to go all the way out to a college dorm <laughs> for <laughs> practice. I'm like, I left college. Oh, I want to go back here for you. Know, but stayed in the dorm. Had good times. And so a couple training camp stories, I would say, is it's always fun when guys – I think I remember one time we uh we had in 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 Napa we had a I think like a team party. It wasn't a team party, but we would go and visit some of the wineries. And you never knew how much wine can really take you to a place that like, whoa. <laughs> you know, a lot of times guys are more of a you know, hard liquor or they have a couple brews, but I mean, you do about two or three glasses of wine, and you're like, wait, hold on. Like, whoa. <laughs> let me take a seat. You know, you stand up, and you know, like, whoa, okay, let me sit back down. Uh, we've had, I remember we had those moments, man. Uh, great, Some of the great dinners we've had. And it really just had me thinking about, like, wow. Like, training camp stories is more about the fights. Like, you've had fights uh, between players because it's so hot. Like, the first week of camp right now – I'm just going to tell you how it goes so you guys can remember this, okay? Remember I told you this. This first five, six days of camp have been what? Been great. Yep. Everything's been amazing. I promise you by Sunday, it's going to be all about the fights. You're <laughs> going to have every beat reporter talk about, oh, there was a fight at Jets camp. There was a fight at Cowboys camp. There was a fight. You know why? Because I'm sick and tired of you. <laughs> like, people don't realize that yeah. when it's, you go to practice, it's first-team defense versus first-team offense, second-team offense, second-team. And you go up against each other every, every single day. day. Every single At some point, you just, like, brotherly love. Like, dude, like, get away from me. I don't like you. <laughs> like, just ugh, you just ready to hit somebody else. And that's part of what training – it builds the character. It builds the camaraderie. Those are parts of it. And then there's also the dynamic of when you wake up, you've you've kind of have this feeling of I need to go out and prove. I had to prove in training camp. I wanted to prove every year that I belong. And being a starting middle linebacker for, you know, majority of my career, like I had to do the extra part. So I had to be up earlier. I had to know all this and that's the things that I always remember about training camp. But I remember, again, I said this. Training camp, you always had to have a list of things with you. Okay? Like, there were certain things that I needed in order for me to be at my best. So, I put together a little bit of a list. It may not yes. be, it may not be, like, something like, oh, you know, earth-shattering, like, oh, my God, but this was for me. This is what I needed. Okay? Let's bring up the list. So for me, Kirk's five items that I needed for training camp. <laughs> Number one, I needed my pillow. You need a pillow. <laughs> I'm talking about like, look, I don't know how you guys feel about hotel pillows or oh dorm pillows. Heavenly like, pillow is a good pillow. you got to have your pillow. Hotel pillows are so hit and miss. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't like, know. Yeah. You got trust me. When you yep. are in training camp, when the head hits the pillow, you got to go to sleep. It has to be instantaneous. It's not like, oh, I got to find the right spot. No, I brought my pillow. I needed that. Number two, moisturizer. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't be nasty. I bring hey, moisturizer. You one night, you know. <laughs> so this is one thing that people don't talk enough about. Training camp tears your skin up. You're taking multiple showers a day. For the guys who do that kind of thing. I was a shower guy. Three to four showers a day. Because you had the morning workout, morning lift. Then you had one practice. And then you had another practice. Then you had a walk. And I'm a guy, I like to shower before I get into bed anyway. So you, yep. your body, if, if, for me, if I don't put on some moisturizer after, 
I'm over here, I'm scratching, my skin is dry. So I was a moisturizer guy too. Sunscreen, all that. You gotta be prepared with that. Kirk, I got lotion at the desk over there that I reapply during every break. So Because you gotta be moisturized. Yeah. Oh, can't be ashy, dog. That was number three. This was my always my go-to. Because there's times where you woke up in the middle of the night or you get back from a long day. Sometimes you don't get to your room until 10 at night, 1030. Peanut butter and jelly, man. Mm. I just needed a jar of peanut butter, some jelly, and I needed my bread, and I was good to go. Maybe a peanut, and I'm good to go. It lasts me to the morning. <laughs> and sometimes you just you're just tired. Of, you know, they had like dinner set up, and you're like, I'm just tired. I just want to go to bed. I don't even feel like eating. I'll just grab a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do that. Quick, um, fast, and easy. Sleep aids. Now this is a little bit different. So sleep aids are more of like some people like white noise. I've turned to white noise now because it gets you to like this little trance moment. Are you like, all right, I'm gone. I had a teammate of mine who brought his childhood fan with him everywhere. He packed it on to go, I mean, on, on road trips. He packed it at training camp. He would, everywhere he would go, he, he pulls out on in his travel bag, this big giant fan. He turned on, he was like, yeah, this is my fan since I was like nine years old. Like, dude, you're like 26. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this fan, this fan has got miles on it. But he was like, "This is the this is the fan that I had since I was nine years old. This is the only way I go to sleep." And I was like, "No way!" Wow. So, I sleep aids for me. I needed something for me. I'm an air conditioner guy. As soon as I get in, I'm on 60. Like that's where I did 60. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's wrong with you? Oh yeah. Wow. I had it on the other day. I, I was out of town with my hey, wife, yeah. and we got to the hotel and I had you know, the, air, the air conditioner on. And she was like, what number is it on? I said, I don't know. I just turned it on. It's, uh, uh, oh, it's on 66. That's cold. And she's like, well, could you please turn at least one down? Because she was like, 66. I don't need that number. Uh, I was like, I got you. I understand. But yeah, I, I needed 60s. Cold. I'm cold. I'm <laughs> but I'm, but I need it that cold, and I still get under the covers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's how I like the um, so those are my sleep aids. And my last thing, fellas, last thing, electronics. I, I, you know, I would bring my, you know, video game. You know, mm -hmm. I was more of a Game Boy guy. Or remember PlayStation, the PSP. Remember the PSP, PlayStation Portable. Man, PSP. Yeah, because I like to play. You know, games as individuals. I couldn't do play a Madden game because that would take up all your time. So I just was dabbling to it. But I needed a couple of electronics to get in and out. So that was my list. Now, I want to see what you guys would bring. I'll start with you, Brockman. I like this uh, list, Kirk. And the first thing I noticed on yours is the yeah. first thing that I wrote down. <laughs> a cooling pillow. You're going Need to that. these places that oh, are yes. super hot. I got and it. And they now make a cooling pillow. cooling pillows where it's cold so you can go to sleep. You can get in that right frame of mind. Obviously, a lot of these teams are in college campuses. What yes. do college campuses don't have? They don't have air conditioning. They don't. So you need one of those portable AC units that you can wheel in, <laughs> and then you have the hose that sticks out the window. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, I'm a portable talking about. AC unit. Yep. Look, I need my Kindle because i got to read some books. i got to get Zen at the end of the night okay. and wind that mind down so I can go to sleep because, like you said, I want, boom, I want to hit pillow. I want to be out. Got to so go. I got the ki yes. Kindle combined with the AC, good room temperature, with the cooling pillow. That equals sleep. Now. Late night snack, I need some microwave popcorn. Oof. I need extra. I need that movie theater butter microwave pop. <laughs> Don't burn it. Don't burn it. Don't burn it because okay. then you're going to stink up the, the whole floor and the whole dorm room. You don't want that. Microwave popcorn. And last but not least, got to have noise-canceling headphones. Why? What if you're with a roommate that you don't like? Sometimes you guys are, I've seen hard knocks just sharing rooms with dudes. Yeah. It's like freshman year of college all over again. Yep. Some guy's annoying. He snores. Got to have the <laughs> noise canceling headphones so you can, like we said, go to sleep and rest. Training camp is hard. It's hot. Got to be cool. Got to be comfortable. Got to be quiet. Rookies and second year players had to share rooms. My yeah. rookie year, I had a I had a roommate. Call, uh, call him out. No. <laughs> call him out. Yeah. No. I don't, yeah, I can't even say his his nickname on the team. Oh like, no, oh, stop <laughs> Just know that. Um, Did he smell? Is that no, what it was? well, Stinky? yeah, that was one thing. But <laughs> just know that I had to get to the bathroom first because once he got there, oh. it was just 
that destroyed. guy. Yeah, maintenance, please. And blow the back. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> what you got, Del Tufo? I'm, 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 right, I've I, been thinking I, about this. Come to me last because mine's actually more of a, of a joke. Oh it's wow! <laughs> okay. Okay. TJ, and I only say that because it's actually—I I don't know what that means. Yeah, just, yeah. Wait, it's okay, more I, I like—I like you guys. Things, uh, some Chris, the the portable AC didn't even think about that. I figured I'd be playing for the Cowboys, so I know that <laughs> they will—they already have AC in the room, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> nice. Okay, but, but some of my things are this. I agree with you guys. My own bedding. I need my pillows. Yeah. I, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. just go with, with the standard government <laughs> issued. You got, but I'm talking my own sheets, my own pillows. Own pillowcases, you know. I need to be comfortable to sleep at night. Um, Middlesworth barbecue chips. You guys know they're my oh, favorite chips. I brought them in. Things. Okay. Del Tuvo loves oh, them. Those are they're, those are the most, they're the best barbecue chip are. on they're the planet. Insane. I get them shipped in from from Pennsylvania every okay. few, every few months. So yeah. I love those. I would they have them. Good. You know, I'm big on candles. My Woods Creek candles because one. If we're playing football, we're going to be stinking a little. You got to yeah. combat yeah. that funk. I like that. Two, when Brockman's burning his popcorn, I can smell it, so yep. I got to block that. So I need some fresh smelling Woods Creek candles yep. just to set the mood. And then, you know, my boy Daniel P was the first one who I, I'd see doing this. He would show up to my bo- other buddy's house with a roll of toilet paper. He would bring his own toilet paper wherever he went because he didn't wow. trust other people. And Brockman knows this. When we go on the road sometimes – we're doing shows like we're going to Dallas or yeah. Canton. I'll go to Walmart and I will buy Charmin two ply toilet paper because there's, I spent Kirk. I spent three years on the road during my career making boxing documentaries, and I'm telling you, hotel bathrooms they don't care about you how you feel back there. So you got to get some Charmin soft toilet paper, man. Okay. It's 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 necessary because what happens with bad toilet paper? Hemorrhoids. You don't want that. I'm trying to play football. I can't have that going on. And then last. I see. I need my Roku stick, baby. There you you go. know what I'm saying? Okay. I need my Roku stick. I see stick you with the product so placement. I can watch the Rich Eisen yes, show. I got so, you. I, you know, I, I just watch everything that. that's on Roku. Love Shout that. out to Roku Joe and Roku yes. Charlie. I need my Roku stick because I'm not going to get a lot of TV time, but the right. TV time I do get, I want to just chill. I want to relax. I just want to watch some you know, mindless yep. TV, some easy TV, some good TV. I like just that. Just to like help me come down after wreck and shop on that football field. <laughs> I like that list. Del Tufo, so, come on, man. What since, you got? Since I'm an old guy and probably oh, not going to be playing i bring my headphones okay. number one my dj setup so at least i can provide entertainment <laughs> oh, my course. Course. DJ, Chris, there's actually some players the who do that there's I'm some the players who room. do that yep. that's and where i get out yeah i don't drink as much as i used to but i gotta be at least have a couple every okay. night and then of course i'm gonna bring a really comfortable chair for the sidelines okay because i'm gonna be watching you guys practice <laughs> while i'm not sitting there because i'm definitely not gonna be on the field okay and then <laughs> snacks lots of snacks because while I am watching you guys, I'm going to need to eat some stuff. So I'm going to have snacks. <laughs> Peanuts, popcorn, you know, whatever I got. I'm disappointed in you. That's, I'm not, I mean, it's like. I'm disappointed in you, man. I mean, what do you want me to bring? In the 80s, like I said to you yesterday, 80s Mike would have had a totally different list. 90s Mike would have had a totally different list. 80s Mike would have been popped yeah. by the league uh, been, not playing. Been, yeah, so. you would, yeah, you wouldn't even be able to. Yeah, I would be in, I'd probably be in jail. I'm disappointed Mike. in you, Mike. I expect more from you, Mike. What'd you expect? I mean, what? I expect you to bring, like, a, you know, your, your. You're, you're, you're lovey or something, like you're a little stuffed animal. You know, like, oh, he's oh, actually good. Olaf. I have a Grogu, and I would bring yeah. my Grogu. Grogu. See? I'd add my there little Grogu yeah, and, and my Olaf. little Olaf. Yeah, they would be in there. There you go. So I could add those in. <laughs> All right, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's wow. our, our training Toilet camp paper, list. Kirk, I'm yeah. telling you. Paper. Look, that's big. Tra- Training camp is, is, a, is, a, is a fun time. It, don't, it doesn't last forever, but it is a time in which – it gets very uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, you've seen training camps around the National Football League. It's been, um, you know, news. Everybody's around. and But there's just been one training camp that's been very quiet. Very quiet. Last year was not – it was not quiet. It was a lot. This year it is quiet. We'll talk about that training camp coming up next with oh, Mary geez. Kay Cabot. Yeah. She uh <laughs> Cleveland Plain dealer. Beat writer for the Browns. Coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What was your baseball game like? My baseball game, actually my baseball game was pretty good, but I, I couldn't, I didn't play in high school. I played like recreational league in uh, Babe Ruth. Okay. And I used to pitch. Pitch yeah. as well. Pitch and hit, yeah. So what was your pitching game like? Uh, the pitching game was pretty good. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, you I, I, had a, I was a heavy ball. I didn't know, I had no idea what, what I, how fast I was throwing. Huh. But people used to say, man, you got a heavy ball. So when you, we're watching you swing in Major League as Pedro Serrano, yeah. is that your swing? That's my swing. <sighs> oh, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but okay. every ball I hit out, mm -hmm. I hit out, except not as far as they shot it out because they have to reverse the camera. Hold on a second, Dennis Hansberg. <laughs> how many how many home runs did you hit? Well, I hit, major well I hit three in, in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. I think I hit three in the movie. I hit every one of them I hit out. Okay. And all the batting practice, you, you... Oh, yeah. I used to hit... Oh, yeah. I used to hit routinely. So were you the best hitter of all the actors in I that would say movie? so. I would say so. so Charlie and I were the only guys that could really pay, play baseball. Um, Wesley was really athletic. Okay. And could run. But... Uh, wasn't he, much of a hit. He couldn't hit, but you. But could Charlie hit, or he, he was just Charlie could hit, and Charlie could pitch. But you went yard more than anybody else in the cast of, oh, yeah. of Major League, except for the you know the guys, the, the baseball guys that were out there. Actual. <laughs> so who was the worst? Oh, I can't. I won't say. Yes, that. you can. You oh, absolutely man. can. That microphone works. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, could he? Uh, Corbin was okay. Uh, I think Tom Tom Berenger was like maybe the no the worst. kidding. Yeah. I love you, Tom. <laughs> you know, he forced it out of me, man. Uh, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, we turn our attention to Cleveland. I can't wait to uh, get a chance to talk to Mary Kay Cabbage. She covers the uh, Cleveland Browns for Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer. Mary Kay, I was talking about this earlier. Last year, this was the camp that everyone was talking about. So much news, so much buzz. It was a lot of the Deshaun Watson news. Will he play? Will he won't play? What's the contentions of a suspension? And then all of a sudden, we fast forward to 2023 this has probably been probably one of the quieter camps nationally what do you say locally what has been the vibe of this year's camp so far well one of the reasons why it might be a little quiet is because we are all sequestered down here in west virginia at the greenbrier resort <laughs> yeah. there are no uh, there are no fans here so it's just the media you know that came and traveled down here with the team uh, so you don't have you know all the nationals here like we did last year you know there's not a huge media contingent so that might be one of the reasons but i but as you mentioned one of the other big reasons is the fact that uh you know the whole deshaun watson controversy has settled down so much this year no one's waiting uh to find out how many games he's going to be out i mean there's just uh a whole different vibe. It's all about football now in regards to Deshaun Watson. And he did stand up in front of his teammates, gave his life story the other night, and, you know, really talked to them just about, uh, you know, what shaped him as a young man growing up and uh, how he got to the point that he is today, shared some things about what he, um, you know, what he has gone through and experienced and, uh, you know, the, you know, the whole off the field uh, situation that he has. He talked about that apparently not you know he touched on it i don't know right. that he really completely delved into it but that was part of the narrative and part of his story of course and uh, but other than that it's been all about football for him here 
Yeah, I know all about football for him, but what about his teammates now? You you mentioned he's having conversations with them, but how relieved are they now that they can talk football and not about a team that will have Deshaun or without have Deshaun? It seems like everybody seems to be more relieved that they can focus on the game rather than Deshaun Watson. Well, yes, absolutely. They all know who their quarterback is going to be for the whole year. They're not trying to divide reps in half. They're not trying to divide, uh, you know, their chemistry in half. Uh, so they're, you know, they're they're getting to know him. He's getting to know them. He's developing a really nice on the field chemistry with Elijah Moore, who looks really, really good so mm-hmm. far in this camp. Pads are coming on for the first time tomorrow, but uh, Elijah is definitely somebody to watch. I did a story on him last night where I, you know, I got a chance to ask him, you know, did you really, you know, tell Mike LaFleur to, you know, go F himself like it had been reported? <laughs> because, you know, his whole life basically kind of, and career sort of changed after that. And so I got a chance to explore that with him a little bit, and that was cool. And then um, I talked to Zadarius Smith today just about, uh, you know, how the Browns have to establish a mentality and make sure that teams know they're a force to be reckoned with. So, yeah, there, there's some, some cool stuff coming out of here. Yeah, I, I can tell there, there's some cool stuff because you mentioned Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, obviously. We know about Deshaun Watson and one full year for him. But I think that there is this sense that, we're, and we're going to talk a little bit too, about the AFC North. And we know about Burrow. We know about Lamar Jackson, right? Kenny Pickett is still up and coming. But right now, if people were looking, they feel like the Deshaun Watson of this year will be a lot better of what he was next year. But what does that put the expectations for this football team? Do they believe that they are a team that can win the division and make the playoffs right now? Well, they certainly do. I mean, they they really aren't getting that kind of love from – uh, you know, from Vegas or the, the odds makers or, or really the, you know, the national pundits, but they certainly feel here that this is a football team that can win the AFC North, go to the playoffs and challenge for the Super Bowl. That's the vibe. That's what they intend to do. Uh, that's what this is all about. And, uh, you know, the energy here is really, really good. And when you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, if you can get him back to where he was in 2020, then you really do have a legitimate shot at that. And I think it really hinges on that. If, if he can be that player that everybody remembers from his Houston days and his three Pro Bowl days and his leading the NFL with 4,823 yards in 2020 days, then, you know, then they could be on to something. But uh, it really hinges upon that in large part. And then defensively, you know, you've got a new coordinator in Jim Schwartz. You've got, you've got Miles Garrett, Darius Smith, you've got a lot of good guys over there. If it all comes together the way that it should, they have as good a chance of, of anybody in the division. She's Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer. You can follow her on Twitter, at Mary Kay Cabot. Expectations. Expectations for this football team that now has Deshaun Watson for a full year. But how do we view or look at the head coach, Kevin Stefanski? I know there's a lot of rumors and reports out there that his seat could be getting warm and warmer as the season goes along if the Cleveland Browns aren't playing to what some may say a playoff-type level? Well, you know, it's difficult to say. I mean, the owner of the football team stopped very short of putting any kind of an ultimatum on Kevin Stefanski. He's not drawing the line in, in the sand and saying, if such and such doesn't happen, these guys are gone. There isn't anything like that right now. So I think, you know, for the most part, no one's trying to speak anything like that into existence. There is a, a strong vibe that he is the right man for the job and that, you know, it's a lot easier to coach well when you have an elite quarterback like Deshaun Watson. So if he can get Deshaun Watson playing like the Deshaun Watson of old, then his job will be uh, perfectly safe because they'll be winning a lot of football games. So that's the key. They've got to go out there and, they win, and they've got to win games. They cannot have a third losing season. The bar is set at the playoffs for sure. Uh, there, there's no question about that. That's Everyone knows that you know you don't go out and spend three first-round picks and $230 million guaranteed on your quarterback and not expect to make the playoffs. So they do expect to make the playoffs. They have the Super Bowl as their goal. And, uh, and you know, I don't know if Kevin's job depends on making the playoffs or not. I think we have to see how it all plays out. You mentioned a name a little bit earlier, Zadarius Smith, on that defense. I thought that was a defense last year in Cleveland. 
that people didn't really talk enough about in terms of they really let the team down a little bit. There were a lot of games where they were in, even when Jacoby Brissett was at quarterback, and the defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. They're much improved with some of those additions, whether it's guys coming back from injury or even the addition of Zadarius Smith. What do you see so far from this Cleveland Browns defense? Well, you know, just with Jim Schwartz alone, you can see that they're going to be much more aggressive up front. It will be a much more attack-minded defense. I already also see the defensive backs playing much more aggressively, really going after the ball, uh, attacking it. So it's just that's sort of the buzzword. They're just attacking from all over the place. And, again, I just talked to Zadarius Smith, and, and he talked about how they do have to establish that you know, that tough-minded mentality. When you think of AFC North defenses, he played for the Ravens uh, back when they had, you know, Terrell Suggs and, and those guys. And he knows what it's like to play tough, hard-nosed AFC North football. We know what the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is always like. So that's what the Browns are aiming for, to play the kind of Cleveland Browns defense that their fans can be proud of, uh, that the AFC North has to fear. Is there an underrated player that we're not talking enough about? Because I'm looking around at the roster right now, Mary Kay, and I'm seeing a Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, a young wide receiver who they took. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, where does he fit at now in this offense? Obviously, Amari Cooper is number one. Is Elijah Moore number two? How, How does this wide receiving room start to pan out a little bit? Well, right now, Amari Cooper is out with a little bit of a, some kind of an injury. It shouldn't be something that bothers him long-term. They're calling it a minor tweak, but he's, he's really not practicing right. right now. So it's giving, giving some of the younger guys an opportunity to shine. Elijah Moore is really standing out. So you've got to watch out for Elijah Moore. When you look back to his rookie year with the Jets, he had this one stretch where he had five touchdown catches in six games. Right. And then he, he hurt a quad muscle, I think it was, and he missed the last five games. But he was on a tear. He was on a tear before that, and then last year just kind of got weird. And, uh, you know, I think he is aiming to get back to that pace that he was on. So he's definitely one to watch. Uh, as you mentioned, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, he's, he's always a good, solid play, player for the, the Cleveland Browns. And um, now they've got Jordan Akins. He's a tight end that, uh, that they got from the Texans, and I think he's somebody that's going to make an impact. He's played with Deshaun Watson before. So offensively, you know, those are, are some of the guys that, um, you know, that are making an impact. They wanted Marquise to come in and be their vertical, Marquise Goodwin to, to come in and be their vertical stretch guy. He's sidelined with blood clots. Everyone just is only, of course, concerned with his health and his safety at this point. Uh, but that was a little bit of a setback. And then um, another speedster, Anthony Schwartz, third rounder. He, um, you know, he got back on the field today. He can prove now. Uh, he needs to go out there and prove that he deserves a spot on this roster, and there's an opening for a speed guy like that now. Just a couple more minutes here with Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Follow her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot. You know, next week, uh, the Browns will be playing in the Hall of Fame game, but that also means that they'll have a player who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now you had a chance to cover Joe Thomas. Uh, just your thoughts on Joe Thomas entering the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the first ballot Hall of Famer. We knew that that was going to happen, but uh, your interactions with him and just what do you think he represents for the Cleveland Browns? Well, he, you know, he just embodies the whole spirit of the Cleveland Browns. He's the, he was the face and the voice of the Cleveland Browns for so many years when there was upheaval and just turnover with quarterbacks and coaches and GMs. And Joe was a rock of stability. He was just somebody you could always go to for that great quote to put everything in perspective. Uh, He was wonderful with the media. He was amazing on the football field. The first time I ever talked to him uh, in rookie minicamp, I asked him his goals. He said, I plan on making the Hall of Fame. And look, then I got to sit in the room as a Hall of Fame selector and help vote him into the Hall of Fame. So it was just, uh, I was honored to be able to do that, you know, to speak up for Joe a little bit on his behalf also in the room and, you know, help help him get in there. Not that he needed my help, but it was just great to, uh, you know, to be able to be part of that vote and see that through from what he said uh, at that rookie minicamp. And I'll tell you, I mean, he just set the tone for so many guys on this team, like Joel Batonio, who sort of has taken the baton from Joe and, uh, and he's been playing at a all-pro clip for, you know, for several years now and uh, just kind of is also now that, you know, that great locker room guy that helps everybody and is great in the community. And you just can't say enough good things about Joe Thomas. You know, Mary Kay, I, uh, everyone sees the game differently. 
Like you may look at it something differently. I may see something differently. But you've been covering Cleveland Browns for a long time. You've been covering the NFL for a long time. As you, you've already started this training camp upcoming. For you, what's the blank canvas that you start with, that you look at first, that you kind of just examine or you tend to look at or you see there may be something in which uh, you want to write more on this or you see that? How do you, as a reporter and someone who covers the team, how do you start training camp? Well, you know, everything's new this year, right. and that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, you know, how is it all coming together? They have a completely uh, new offense, basically. I mean, Deshaun Watson is the starter full-time for the very first time for the Cleveland Browns. It's the beginning of the Deshaun Watson era, really. I mean, mm. it starts now. Last year, that wasn't it. He only played the final six games. So, for me, that's the blank canvas. Who is Deshaun Watson? Mm. What is he all about? Is he going to live up to everything that has them? felt that he would when they went out and took this enormous risk and put their fan base through uh, having to accept a player with, you know, so many things in his past that people were uncomfortable about. Uh, You know, how is this all going to look? How is it going to come together? And if it does come together the way that everyone hopes, then this could be the start of something big. I mean, you have to have a quarterback that can go head-to-head in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, and and now they feel they have that guy, and they really haven't had that guy uh, since <laughs> I, you know, since the team came back in 1999. Right. They have not had an elite, uh, you know, pro, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback like this, uh, who you can say, you know what, he can go into a game against Patrick Mahomes and have a chance to really beat him. So, uh, for me, that's what this is all about. Uh, just uh, before I get you out of here, Mary Kay, is this just a one-off, the Browns going up to the Greenbrier in West Virginia, or is this – because usually I know training camp's always over in Bray, Ohio, at the Cleveland Browns Training Center. Is this just like a one-off, or they want to do something different this year? Well, they wanted to do something different because they have the Hall of Fame game. So they started camp a week earlier than everybody else. And in order to get guys kind of excited to come back and break it up a little bit and not be in Berea from – July 21st all the way to the, what, that, what they hope is February, um, you know, they, they wanted to change it up a little bit. So they're down here. It's beautiful. So far, so good with everyone. Uh, it, it seems like it's going really, really well. Uh, and they will be back in Berea. So fans will be able to come out and see them for eight practices in Berea. Uh, we all leave here on Sunday uh, after nine days of being down here and eight practices. Uh, and you know what? They'll see how it goes. If it, if it seems like it was beneficial in terms of camaraderie and all those things, uh, then they could possibly do it again. Well, we are one week away from the Hall of Fame game between the Jets and the Browns. I know you'll be covering it. You'll be all over it, Mary Kay. I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Follow her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot. Well, you get a lot of optimism there. You know, a little excitement. It's something... That she said about the blank canvas. We're really, this truly is the start of the Deshaun Watson era. You can't really say that 2022 was the start of the Deshaun Watson era because he only played, what, six games? Six games, games I believe. Right. So this truly is, it's almost like their offseason quarterback. They got a taste of it last year, but this is the full entree, the full Deshaun Watson experience. And it's has got a question How do we rank the quarterbacks? In the AFC North, ooh, I'm just I'm, I love these like rankings. How do we rank, or just the AFC it's North fun. in general, rankings fellas? I want you guys to kind of let that uh, let that marinate for a second. Okay. How, first of all, how do we rank the quarterbacks in the AFC North, and also what do we think about the AFC North? We got that coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, I have a few questions about Cincinnati that you might have to know if it's true or false. You're from Athens, right? I am, yeah. It's a three-hour drive from Cincinnati, right? Two, two and a half. Oh, with a lead foot. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I've got four aspects of Cincinnati, and I want to know if you're already ready to figure out about this city. Just, I'm just picking that city out of the blue. Yeah. Okay. True or false, Cincinnati, true or false with Joe Burrow, everybody. Uh, true or false, it's the birthplace of Academy Award-winning director Steven Spielberg. False. Is that true or false? I have no idea. It is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Well. All right, that's number one. Uh, Play-Doh was invented in Cincinnati, true or false? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say all these that you're saying are true. Okay, it is true. Now, just hold on a second. Just yeah. because you can read a defense doesn't mean that you can read me <laughs> right now, okay? This pre-snap. Uh, Cincinnati is the site of the United States' biggest celebration of Oktoberfest. That's true. Okay, you see, you do that right then and there. I know uh, about the parties, yeah. You know about yeah. <laughs> Have you been to an Oktoberfest? Not, no. Okay. Are <laughs> right, you have to talk about it with your team first? We'll have to talk about okay, it. Okay, talk about it with your team. Uh, and the number one radio station in Cincinnati is WKRP. <laughs> that one, I have no idea. Before his time, it's Rich. false. There's a famous TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati that is way before your time. Have gotcha. you never heard of it at all? Gosh darn it! I am an. I'm old. older than most college college football players, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I mean, we've heard you're older than Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, he was in my recruiting class. Yeah. Okay. Couple, couple months, I think. And if you had one choice of a meal, would you pick crawfish or spaghetti with chili? Oh, crawfish. Really? I don't like. I don't like. I don't like all the, uh, the Cincinnati cuisine as far as all that stuff. Not yet. Greater, greater. I might, might, I might learn to like it, but we'll see. Okay. Very good. Back here on the Rich Eisen show. You <laughs> like that? Oh, yeah, I was dancing to the beat, man. You already know. It, you know. it feels like a Friday, but it's actually a Thursday. Friday you know? vibes. I like so it. you'd be in my room when I'm DJing. You see, you'd be having a good time. <laughs> that training yeah, camp. That would do. I, I would try to find some stuff to do just to get away, just to not think about it. Um, that's the one thing, too, about training camp. You don't know what day it is. <laughs> they all play. Um, I remember once I, <laughs> I was so tired after a meeting and or after last was after after lunch break so you have the lunch break we didn't have a practice that day we just had meetings that were at eight o'clock and so i remember after lunch we sat we had i had a treatment go back to my room set my alarm okay i set my alarm and i had was in like the deepest of deepest sleeps Hmm. so i woke up when the alarm hit and, and so 7.30, the alarm goes off, and I wake up. I'm like, oh, man, didn't realize that it was 7.30 p.m. I thought it was 7.30 a.m. because at that time, the sunlight was like at the same. Oh, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, I know that. You couldn't tell whether the sun was rising or the sun was setting. You just didn't look the same. And I woke up, and I literally got dressed, and I walked over to the football facility and there was nobody there. And I'm just like, what the? Oh, wow. <laughs> I really didn't because everybody was inside getting ready for the meetings. I was on time for the meeting, but it was just, that's when I knew, like, I was just delirious at that point. I was like, I'm done with training camp. It's, it is literally two and a half, three weeks of being uncomfortable. And so they always say, oh, make the uncomfortable comfortable. Well, I couldn't wait to go get in my own bed. And I remember once we had the last day of training camp, I want to say everybody was way. I mean, everybody's bags are packed the night before you get out there and you go to practice. And really, coaches all know God's just going through the motions. We know that once this practice is over, guys don't even shower. You just you just hop in your car and you're leaving. I remember we get done with practice and everybody's trying to get out of there. But Zach Crockett, longtime fullback. 
Jack and that, Yeah, Florida State. He had this big giant, I want to say it may have been an avalanche truck. He parked sideways and blocked the exit for everybody to get out of the facility, of, of the parking lot. So everyone's trying to find him, but he did it on purpose. So instead of everybody being able to bail, we had to wait like 30 minutes. And you talk about furious. There are some dudes who I'd never seen swear. They were swearing. <laughs> some dudes who were just like the coolest combos, and they were like, where's Zach? Where's he at? And it was <laughs> – so Zach did it on purpose, made us all wait a little bit longer, and then finally he moved his car. We all got out of there. But, yeah, man, some, some times, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, but the AFC North has been on my mind a little bit because – Obviously, we'll have the uh, pretty soon. Um, when it gets done, it gets done. That's the words of Joe Burrow. Um, we'll be the highest paid player in NFL history coming up soon. And I try to put a little ranking together. How would I rank just the quarterbacks in the AFC North? Joe Burrow is obviously one. I think Joe Burrow is also part of a wider conversation I think we're going to have in the next hour. I'll tease it now, by the way. In the next hour, because I want to hear what people's thoughts are, by the way, on this. Who's the second best quarterback in the league? I like that. I want, I want to let, give that time to like breathe a little bit. I think we all know the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. And yep. don't argue with me. That's just what it is. Just fine. But who's two? Who's number two? Well, that's for the second hour. But for the AFC North, <laughs> AFC North, though, um, I think Lamar Jackson's got a big year. I'm not saying he's number two in, in in that division, but I'm saying he's got a big year to regain who he is as a quarterback. Remember, there are people talking about Lamar Jackson, and, oh, if you start a team, Lamar will be there three years ago, two years ago. And Lamar's luster has kind of – it's not there anymore. It's not there. Joe Burrow has taken over this league probably because of what he's done against Patrick Mahomes. But Joe Burrow ranks number one in that division. But then where's Deshaun Watson at? Is this another one of – I feel like Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson are very much even in this conversation because they both have a lot to prove. If Deshaun Watson is, like Mary Kay at Cabot just said a little bit earlier, if Deshaun Watson is who we thought he was from a couple of years ago, are we just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah? Because people were saying Deshaun Watson was a top – three top four in the National Football League just a couple years ago. He's got to prove that again. Lamar Jackson's got to prove that again. What are the expectations for Kenny Pickett? Second year player. But hey, we saw what Trevor Lawrence did in his second year after having a bad Trevor Lawrence made the Pro Bowl last year. Now for people who don't care, hey, he made the Pro Bowl. That's just what it is. But his first year he threw way too many interceptions. He, Trevor Lawrence got better, had a better year too. Can Kitty Pickett be better? And this is more about a team thing. I saw that the Steelers have an extended Mike Tomlin's contract as a head coach. So to, what does that do for the Steelers? Are they Could they be going in a different direction if the Steelers don't show uh, more than just getting over 500, right? Oh, remember it was just, oh, Steelers over 500. That was just the goal. Now – they got to win some playoffs, playoff games. It hasn't been that way. So when you guys look at just the AFC North overall, how are you Are you excited about the quarterbacks, number one? But how do we, at the end of the year, how are we going to view this division, you think? I think it's a sneaky good division. It's one that not everybody is really talking about at all, like we've been saying. I've been saying it too. We're not talking at all about the Browns. But, at all. But Deshaun Watson, do you think prior to – 2021 was he a top seven eight quarterback in the nfl i think so I yeah think, i think he was playing i, I, in that I think top, he was playing like it yeah top he, five top six he maybe not have been in that top tier but he was right there in tier two yeah uh everyone's going to be improved in this division yes. uh they all did things to make themselves better we got another year of deshaun watson mm-hmm. uh fully going through everything he's gonna be the starter week one uh made some improvements on offense browns are going to be really good Really good on defense. Nick Chubb's the best running back in the NFL. Mm. Joe Burrow and and Cincinnati, they've been to a Super Bowl. Expectations are already super high for them. They could have went again last year. They're a couple plays away from going last year. They could have went two in a row. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is back with his deal. Let's assume he's going to be healthy for the entire year, which he is not. 
the last couple of mm-hmm. seasons, but they're vastly improved on offense around him. They have a new offensive coordinator. Odell Beckham Jr.? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm just saying. I got to see it. I got to see it. There that, it is. That's, I like, a, that's a I name on see paper. It. That's a name on paper. Let's see it on the field. Right. And Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett showed a lot of moxie late in the year last year. Yeah. Some comeback wins. Obviously, got Mike Tomlin, got TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, really good defense, good weapons on offense. Najee Harris proves mm-hmm. he can be a good running back in this league. Uh, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, really good wide receivers. Fryermuth is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Top to bottom, you could really make a case that every team can win the division, every yeah. team can be a playoff team, but. It's going to be unlikely that three teams make it, so who's out? Unclear, but top to bottom, yeah. really, really good. Strong division, maybe the best in the NFL. That's the funny part about these divisions. Somebody's got to come in last. Yep. It's just like, there's a lot of good football teams, but just know in a good division, someone's got to come in last. The AFC East, Yeah. someone has to come in last in the AFC East. Who, just, who is it going to be? I mean, Miami, Jets, Patriots. Bills, like someone has to come in last in that division, but they're all are improved. And I'm just those two divisions in general, AFC East, AFC North. I feel bad because I feel like they're going to beat up on each other too. So you may have a team that's 10 and 7, 11 and 6, but yet their record may not indicate it, but they're a solid football team. The AFC by far is a lot more competitive than yeah. I think the NFC. We've all said that already. Yeah. We look at the NFC as more of a four team race. Whereas the AFC is, I think you can make a case for at least 10, 10 teams in the AFC. Am I, is that too many? Uh, that's, that too not, many? that's not enough. You, oh, you can go more, more than 10. Uh, I think to be serious contenders in the AFC. I, th- I think the only teams in the, in the AFC they can really rule out are the Colts and Texans because they have rookie quarterbacks. Yep. Rookie quarterbacks traditionally don't have a lot of Wins and playoff wins Wow! in the NFL, traditionally. Correct. So I think if you just look, at, I don't want to cross anybody off, but if we're yeah. just going to like in pencil, light shade, mm-hmm. put a line through, you're putting it through the Colts and Texans. Everybody else, Everybody. you could really make a case for playoffs. Titans in a weak division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browns, a lot of unknowns, but Deshaun back. Raiders, uh, Jimmy G Jimmy is G. there. Denver, Sean Payton, revitalizing Russell Wilson. The Jets were 10th last year. Yeah. They have the fifth best Super Bowl odds, and they were 10th in the AFC. (laughs) That's what makes this thing so good. (laughs) And, you you know, guys, going back to the Sean Watson, Chris, and you kind of touched on this. He had a three-year stretch where he threw for 40. He averaged 4,280 yards. He was awesome. 28 touchdowns and just just nine picks. Just So in in case you forget, Deshaun Watson was the truth. Yeah, Yeah, he was the truth. But then, hey, he's got to prove it. That's what this year is about. 2023, prove it year for a lot of folks. And you just look at the playoff teams. We've talked about this in recent weeks, but, you know, just run down. Which teams would you say are locks? In the AFC for so last for the year who made the playoffs last year last year it was Kansas, Kansas City, City Buffalo, Buffalo Cincinnati Jacksonville won the South Chargers Ravens Dolphins were the seven seed who do you take out Oof. who is out who's out like you know, everybody's like oh yeah this team's gonna make the playoffs okay so who do you take out from the, the thing seven? is like people think the Jets are gonna make the playoffs right Correct. So, so who do you so, take so, so you Dolphins I guess, Dolphins I guess yeah. are out right you think Pittsburgh's improved you think Cleveland's improved you think Denver's improved. Okay, who do they replace? Are the Chargers out? That would mean the the Chargers Chargers are out out if you think Raiders and Broncos are in. Uh, If you think Cleveland's in, that means Baltimore or Cincinnati are out. (laughs) How? We still haven't talked about the Patriots. <laughs> the biggest shrug emoji team in the AFC, maybe. The shrug emoji? That's what you say. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Could yeah. Mac Jones be really good at, again? Maybe. Maybe. Could they, be, could they be much improved on offense? I sure hope so. With the players that they brought in, Mike Gusecki, Juju Smith Schuster, Bill O'Brien is a huge addition just as a head coach. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson could out. They're in the Dalvin Cook race still. Remember, we talked and about And the defense is going to be top five. That should be a playoff team. Remember, but they could be 10th. Two years ago, we were like, Mac Jones is like, we did it. We got our guy for good. the future. We got our guy. That was junk. And now he's just Patriots no, quarterback, Mac Jones. He's not the savior oh, anymore. More on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs>